Hello from ABA Tech Show in Chicago, Illinois. This is Bob Ambrogi. And Charlie Moore. And we're on the road with the Legal Talk Network. So, uh, Charlie, you just gave part of a keynote presentation today at uh, ABA Tech Show, uh, where we are. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. The, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a really interesting panel because we had uh, the CEOs of Avo, of uh, LegalZoom, and you, of, of uh, Rocket Lawyer. So tell me a little bit first, just for any listeners, who, if there's a possibly a listener to this who doesn't know what Rocket Lawyer is, <laughs> yeah. just give us the, the, the 60 second. What is, what is Rocket Lawyer? Yeah, so Rocket Lawyer is just the easiest way to get legal stuff done, uh, period. And so we help uh, millions of folks to incorporate their companies, um, create legal contracts, sign them electronically. And really importantly, and one of the things I'm so excited about here is we help people to get legal advice from attorneys through, uh, you know, again, what I think is just very much one of the easiest on-ramps to legal services ever, which is if you can type on your phone or your computer a 600-character question, um, the same way you tweet or post something on Facebook, then you can ask a lawyer a question, Rocket Lawyer, and you can start down the path of getting uh, affordable legal care. You know, I, to me, I, I think a lot of the lawyers that I talked to, I, I talked to a lot of solo small firm lawyers around the country, and uh, this came up during the the uh, show that you did. Uh, Judy Perry Martinez, who led the ABA Future Commission, she moderated this 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 uh, keynote that you did today, and uh, she she asked. I think what the way she put it is, uh, should lawyers view you uh, as, as, as an opportunity or a threat, perhaps? And I, I think a lot of lawyers don't understand that you are actually connecting consumers to lawyers. I think they think of you as a document company, perhaps, or something like that. Yeah. How, how well, has that evolution happened? How have you gotten to that point? Well, you know, it's, um, we, we also talked about uh, the company's been around now for about eight and a half years, and uh, well, um, it's fun to be back here at, in Chicago at Tech Show. I uh, never expected to be the keynote, uh, one of the keynote speakers, again, joined by other uh, startups. And now here we are uh, eight and a half years later, and uh, Rocket Lawyer has you know, upwards of 16 million uh, registered users, uh, uh, creating you know, 30 million plus legal documents a year. Uh, and so we are a legal documents company, um, but thousands of those users are lawyers who create legal documents on Rocket Lawyer. And then really importantly, we called it Rocket Lawyer eight and a half years ago for a reason, because the business is based on a patented invention and the key part of that patent that was issued in 2012 is connecting people with lawyers to help them review those documents and then to actually help them to resolve, resolve disputes. And so from literally the day that the business was founded, um, it was founded on an invention that was about making it more affordable and uh, simpler for people to connect with lawyers. We talked about, you talked a little bit about why you started uh, the company, and, and you've just alluded to this, and uh, a lot of discussion on the panel today about uh, how, what, what these three companies who are on the panel are doing to help, perhaps, what's, what's talked about a lot is the justice gap in this country. Yeah. Uh, I, talk to me about what, how you view that, what, what your company's role is in addressing that issue of access to legal services. Yeah, so um, that's a great point, and part of what we talked a lot about in, on the panel 
is uh, that we really got to is how companies like Rocket Lawyer, LegalZoom, Avo uh, are increasing the market for legal services. Um, the data point for us is that uh, the majority of the users who use Rocket Lawyer to connect with attorneys have never even hired a lawyer before. So they were out of the market. Um, the folks that are creating those legal documents, um, uh, usually with the assistance of a lawyer, those folks that are creating legal, docu creating legal documents on Rocket Lawyer, they wouldn't have documented what they're doing otherwise. They would have been on a handshake or they just would have been uh, out of the system because uh, they couldn't afford it. Like, and, and they didn't even know before the internet and they could do a little bit of research, they even know that a lot of this stuff existed. And uh, lots of companies still, you know, there's 30 million or so small businesses in the United States. Most of them don't have employee handbooks. <laughs> it's just a, a key fact. And if you don't have employee handbook, it exposes you to all sorts of potential liability. And they're mandatory in most states when you have more than 50 employees. And so it just, uh, compliance wasn't happening. Um, lots of legal work was sort of lying fallow and, um, and not being tended to until you had platforms like this available to people. Part of the problem over the years has also been perhaps understanding of when something is in fact a legal problem or when in fact something is a problem that, that yeah. needs legal help of some kind. Uh, are you doing anything about trying to help the public or help businesses uh, better understand when they have a legal problem and, and how to address it? Absolutely. We, we help people to get consultations with lawyers. And that's exactly what lawyers do. They spot yeah. the issues. And so, uh, you know, the, the way that panel ended today, I thought was pretty darn inspiring. When uh, the ABA folks talked about this, these cuts in uh, legal aid, cuts to the uh, uh, Legal Services Corporation. Um, and and uh, if you don't live in a, if, I'm sorry, if you can't afford a lawyer, you don't live in a democracy. And so providing access to attorneys who can then do exactly what you said, that is the bread and butter of what we do and making it possible for somebody to be in any sort of situation and just make their problem our problem with that 600 character question and know that they're gonna get an answer back uh, from, an, from a lawyer um, to get them started, I think is uh, well, something I'm quite proud of. And, and other services like this that really can be an on-ramp for people um, really do start to resolve some of that justice gap. And what you're alluding to is that you and the other companies have all said you're signing on to a letter, yes. I guess, to the Trump administration or to Washington, uh, you know, opposing cuts in the Legal Services Corporation and legal aid. Is, is that, did I get that right? Is that? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, this is uh, this is cornerstone foundational stuff. It's in what it's interesting in in our democracy right now. We have a number of sort of constitutional questions that are being uh, uh, bandied about through the system. So it's actually quite a quite an interesting time, and I may be going a little more galactic and macro, but we also signed on as uh, one of the uh, companies in the amicus brief that was filed and that we just successfully won in, uh, uh, in, in Hawaii, so won the Great. case against the immigration ban. So lawyers are bedrock to a democracy. Um, Access to those to lawyers means access to justice, and uh, and and so it's it's going to be interesting, Bob, to see, um, and it's really fun to see, as I said, the the way our panel ended, because it did end on that high note that we're actually all on the same team. Right. We want uh, Americans to be able to be represented, to be able to exercise their their legal rights, 
regardless of their, their income. And there's a donut hole, just like in healthcare, in the middle. And now, with the LSC cuts, there might even be, I don't know what you call it, if the donut's like already chewed up on one, on one side, because you're now eliminating the ability to pay safety net that some people could afford. Yeah. So we were uh, typically attacking that middle class, legal services to uh, expensive for middle class, and they were trying to do some things with legal aid, but now uh, I, you know, I was talking to somebody, and, and I'll stop, but I was talking to somebody from legal aid in Florida who said her budget could be cut by as much as 50% yeah. if the LSC uh, cuts take place. Yeah, it's scary times. It, it, it seems that we can't, uh, a lawyer's conference can't manage to get through a discussion uh, about your company or LegalZoom without talking about regulation and yeah. uh, how, you know, the regulation of the practice of law and uh, of, of, uh, of legal practice uh, more broadly, you know, how your company should sort of fit within that scheme. I, I, you had an interesting perspective on that today that perhaps differed a little bit from some of the other panelists. Do you want to talk about how you view uh, regulation vis-a-vis -vis your company? Sure. Well... You know, I'm I'm a recovering high-priced lawyer, and and also I guess maybe an, an, a not reconstructed regulator myself, uh, given that I spent some time at the SEC uh, very early in my career, and so uh, having having worked at a regulator, I uh, and having I guess made friends with some regulators early in early in some life. Some of my best friends are regulators. <laughs> you know, um, uh, look, uh, that's another important part of. Democracy, and in fact, I, I wrote a piece in um, uh, Legal Tech a couple of years ago about being able to drive innovation by being compliant and in a compliant way. And so, I don't personally think that innovators always have to, you know, be disruptors. They can be revolutionaries, and in, in being a revolutionary, then something new has to replace it. But the core things of protecting the public interest, ethics, that came up at the panel as well. Look, those are principles that do apply, and there should be regulation. And, and part of our mission is to help businesses and individuals comply with, with the rules and play by the rules. And yeah. so we, we should as well. I mean, what, something I've heard some lawyers say is that a, a business such as yours is, is sort of an end run around the uh, inability of companies, uh, non-lawyers, to invest in law firms. That effectively you're a law firm uh, or you're a, you know, a legal services deliverer and you're being able to get private capital. You know, how do you view that? Do you think that there should be loosening of the regulations around investment in uh, private companies, you know, non-lawyers investing in the practice of law in, in legal providers or... How do you we haven't, where we you haven't, fall we haven't really taken a position on that. Um, certainly, Rocket Lawyer is not a law firm and has no plans to be a law firm. Now, that's also, I think, uh, slightly different than what you heard from some others on the panel. Um, but here, uh, we're, we're not a law firm. We don't have any plans to be a law firm, including in the U.K. market, where uh, we could do an alternative business structure. We haven't done that. Uh, we've maintained the same business model in Europe that we have had in the United States, and uh, and and I think that business model works uh, just fine. Well, Charlie Moore, thanks a lot for being with us. I think we've uh, reached the end of the road for today's episode. Really a pleasure to talk to you. Bob, thank you. It's fun. And uh, I want to again thanks Charlie Moore for joining us today. I also want to. Uh, Thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. That was fun.
If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.